What's going on, everyone? This is Dustin with Electrician U. Today's episode of the podcast is titled "Some People Aren't Cut Out for This." So I had an idea for this a while ago because uh-huh. um, I've I have a lot of people that send me emails and they're like, "Hey, I've been working and doing this for a month, and I feel like I'm an idiot, and I feel like mm-hmm. I'm I'm just not this kind of person." Or they'll leave comments under a YouTube video and they're like, hey, I'm 42 and do you think I could ever even be an electrician? I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, well, isn't that too old? I'm like, no, man. So I just wanted to kind of clear the air. Now, I think I think there might be certain people that are not cut out for this. Uh-huh. Would, how do you feel about that? Um, I've come to learn that I had, it took me a very long time to accept that because I figured with enough hard work and dedication, um, you'd eventually figure it out. But then I realized that not everybody has the same level of aptitude. Not everybody even, um, sees things the same way. So I yeah. think some people, you know, it's, it's, it's like everybody's good at something and it doesn't necessarily have to be electrical work. Yeah, I agree. I think I've always wanted to have that really optimistic attitude of like, no, man, I could make an electrician out of anybody. And you just got to you just got to keep trying and keep trying. And I do believe that up to a certain point, like anybody can do anything if they're passionate about it and they really try every day and want and want and want and never Mm -hmm. give up. I think anybody can do anything. Mm -hmm. However, comma, there are some people that. I think would have a terrible time trying to be an electrician, mainly anybody that is um, extremely terrified of ladders, of any kind of danger whatsoever. Like a lot of what we do is kind of sketchy. I mean, we get trained, but, but like, but like if you have a serious terror, terror or fear of electricity Mm -hmm. um, at some point, you're going to have to come across it working live, but just like anything else, the more you do it, the less that, or the more the fear is going to kind of go away with understanding. I think you won't fear it as much. Right. But because I, I had a helper, you know, I, I had a helper some time ago where like we were working, doing residential service and um, he was afraid of crawl spaces. He was afraid of bugs and spiders and whatever else might be under there. And so that was like this only challenge, you know, his only interference point as far as being able to learn and trade. Yeah. And I wouldn't say he's not cut out for it. It's just something he's got to overcome. Right. Yes, exactly. Now, what I will say in general, it, it seems to be not wanted by mm-hmm. people who are in the trade uh, is people that move very slowly and have a hard time lifting things, crawling through attics, crawling under houses. If there's mobility issues, right. um, if we're doing a huge wire pull and because your back's broken, you can't help. And because your back's broken, you can't do all of these things. It limits you to like... of this work, 75% you can't do. So I would say in situations like that, um, that this might not be the best job because you got to understand you're climbing up and down ladders. You are going under houses, you are going in roofs Mm -hmm. until you've done this long enough where you can run your own company or whatever and don't have to, but you really do have to up until that point. Yeah, absolutely. Because even like you look at uh, um, job postings and those advertisers, they say, you know, you must be willing to lift 50 pounds and you must be willing to climb ladders and squat down and roll over and do backflips and whatever else, you know. Yeah. And, you know, getting up on scissor lifts can be sketchy. But again, like if you have like one of these things where you're scared of heights, that's something you can overcome. You just have to push yourself through it and have people yell at you and make fun of you until you get up there and do it. Yeah, you know, but I I usually tell people if it's if it's a I think people in their sixties probably this is not a good play for you if you're just starting as an apprentice because it's mm-hmm. going to be very tough on your body and I think mm-hmm. at that 
that point in your life, your body, it's going to be hard for you to get into a lot of positions and do stuff. If you're terrified of heights, um, you're going to have a big struggle to get over with what we do. We all cat carry ladders every day because we use ladders every day. And I'm not talking just like a little step ladder. Like you've probably been on the 44 foot extension ladder, you know, on yes. a windy day, fully extended all the way up on top of a, a, you know, the side of a house and you're reaching up over your head and it feels sketchy as, as all get out. Yeah. One time. And that was the only time, but yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, there's just, there's stuff like that. Those are all things that you can overcome though. So I still yes. don't know that people that are scared of heights aren't cut out for this. Um, but you know, what we do is bust ass every day. We work hard, we sweat, um, we try to do a really good job. I think maybe somebody else that's not cut out for it is somebody that just doesn't care about what they do. And is generally like not there to do well. They're just there to like pass time and, you know, cause then they're not going to have the work ethic. They're not going to give a shit about the work that they do. They're going to do things wrong and electricity can kill you. So it's like, I don't think this is a good Right. Uh, fit for somebody <laughs> that's not willing to work hard and sweat. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Most definitely. Who do you think are people that are cut out for this? Like who would be a perfect person to be an electrician? Uh, basically somebody that can take a licking and keep on ticking. Uh, I like to say <laughs> that because, because it's like I, I once met a guy a long time ago um, he was doing maintenance for the for the federal government, like like a maintenance engineer, you know, building engineer. And it's like all times that like, you know, he's fallen off a ladder, slipped on things, uh, got hit by, you know, moving objects. It's like um, no matter how many times he's been hit, hurt or whatever, he just kind of dusts himself off and keeps on going. And his energy level, it's not like he's like running like um, like a madman, but it's like he just keeps on moving all day long. And no matter what you throw at him, he doesn't slow down. He doesn't um, um, faint in the least. He doesn't ever seem like he's dragging or like he's just like, you know, running out of energy or wearing himself down. And I think that somebody who can just kind of keep on going, somebody who's like very, very resilient um, could probably be cut out for this. You know, they may not be um, like skilled in terms of like maybe being able to um, turn out a panel or be able to figure out loads and that sort of thing. But they might be a very good wire puller. They might be very good at pulling feeders through the duck banks. Or uh, maybe they might just be very good at the hardware side of things where it's like, you know, doing the conduit, um, bolting stuff to the wall, core drilling, that sort of thing. Um, so I would say that guy's kind of kind of cut out for it. You know, even if he may not have all of like the um, the technical book knowledge on this, the fact that he can build and construct and uh, um, basically assemble things and carry heavy loads and pull things and push as needed. Um, I would, I would say that guy's definitely cut out for this. Yeah, I would agree with that too. There is this, uh, this kind of like bearing the load and carrying it sort of thing that Mm -hmm. a lot of the people that I've watched throughout the years have in common. Um, not complaining, just understanding that there's no choice, but to keep going through not bringing your crap from your home life into work and letting it affect everything, you know, like Mm -hmm being that and that's part of it just carrying what's going on in your life without melting down but i think that if you're able to do that in life it's going to show up in your job too you know that absolutely i think that's a specific kind of person uh what about people who are really um smart you know like uh, i guess technically savvy people i think would be really great at being electricians because there's like this labor element to what we do for sure but once 
And, and I do look at this differently. I don't think just because you work for an electrical company that you should be able to be called an electrician. Uh, right. Yeah, I think, okay. yeah, I think you, there, you do need to know the calculations. You do need to know electrical theory. You do need to know about safety and work your way around the electrical code book. And, you know, otherwise you're just a laborer. Like mm-hmm. that's what, that's what sets an electrician apart is the extra knowledge of the math and the science and how to troubleshoot. And I think that that takes a little bit of, uh, it takes a lot more work and a lot more passion. Um, so I call those people, even if you're in a state that doesn't necessarily have licenses or whatever, but if you're that, if you're extraordinarily knowledgeable about your craft, you know, that that's respectable. But if you're like just slinging a shovel every day and that's all you want to do and you don't give a shit, that's cool too. But I don't call that an electrician. Right. Okay. But then I would also say, I mean, that, that's very, very important to have somebody who has the technical knowledge. Um, but I would also say that you also have to be that guy that's willing to pick up the shovel, uh, because Absolutely. I think, you know, I think that in, in any business, anybody who says I won't do X, Y, Z, because I think I'm above that, you, you, you're useless to me. You, I, I can't use it, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I think that, um, in general, like always try to be the person that does everything and that can do everything because then you know, especially if you move into a leadership role at some point, the people are going to follow you because they know you're willing, you're not ever going to ask something of them that you can't do and excel at yourself. Correct. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of different types of electricians too. So, Mm -hmm. um, there's lots of different needs. Like there's definitely a need for just laborers because not everybody can be a leader and we don't need that. You know, like you need helpers, you need people that uh, like all they want to do is put plugs and switches in. Cause you know, we do that a lot. Um, yeah. yeah that, and, uh, and it's like, it's, but, but I mean, and I think that like, if you have like very good management in your company, you can kind of identify those different strengths and weaknesses. Um, because even like when you're talking about like the guy who just wants to be a laborer, it's like, it's been my experience that, um, it's very easy to get a hundred worker bees, um, but very difficult to find a foreman who can like, look at the big picture and say, okay, I'm gonna take these five guys based upon their skills. I'm gonna have you do this. I'm gonna have you guys do that. And it seems like it's like a very, uh, um, big shortage of very good management. Um, but like, you know, as far as worker bees, all the grunts, I, I can get those all day long. And, yeah. Um, and I feel like that's something that's taught though, right? Like it's, it's really rare to just find somebody that has those qualities naturally. There are people like that, but I think that's what you're saying, right? Is like, yeah, it's really hard to yeah. just find that as a natural thing. Right. But yeah, I think, oh, go ahead. It was like, we, we did, we did try to promote a guy, you know, who was like, you know, pushing the shovel for a long time and, you know, he had very good work ethic, came to work on time. You know, he was uh, uh, very intelligent, but he was not cut out to be a manager. And we put him in a management, not just management, but like put him in a foreman position uh, simply because he had like paid his dues and earned his way, you know, like working up the ranks and everything. But we realized and really the hard way that that was not his forte. That wasn't even just something that he was good at or something that he was passionate about. So it was more something you guys wanted him to do than he wanted yes, to do himself. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. We, we decided for him that he wanted wanted a promotion, but he, he didn't want a promotion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, that happens, you know, yeah. like. It's usually because people want more money. And so it's like, all right, well, I can't pay. I, you can't be a 70 hour or dollar an hour apprentice. <laughs> so <laughs> more money, more responsibility. But yeah, you're right. Not everybody's cut out for that. I've actually found more often than not that I have to train that into people. I have to tell people, hey, you're a job lead. You need to stop putting yourself in and being the one doing all the work when you've got five helpers standing around watching you. Like right. that's 
Yeah. I'm paying you to have the plan now and take your tools off and keep five people busy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, just some, most people, it seems like, don't get that right away. They they get where they're at because they've been such hard workers that, that right. backing off is like a new thing you have to practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that was even one thing that I had a hard time learning until I got on with the superintendent. who's a real good guy. Um, he's real good. He had real good management skills. And it's like my first day working with the guy, he saw me running around doing all stuff while the helpers were like standing around watching me. And so when we met up at the end of the day, he said, the only thing I need you to do, and he put his arm in the air and made this one big circle with his finger, you know, indicating like your job <laughs> is to, you know, go from this station to that station to this station and just to check on everybody who's working to, you know, yeah. help them with what they need, give them what they have. But you should just be making your rounds. You shouldn't be picking up tools. Yeah, that's a hard thing to learn from people mm-hmm. oh. from going from a worker bee to being a foreman. As I've learned that recently, is like putting the tools down, and like letting your helpers do the work. Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, hi. <laughs> <Where did you come laughs> I've from? been here that for a minute. I was looking over in podcast chat, and all of a sudden, your voice came up. Welcome, my dude. Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm hanging in. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a roller coaster, but here I am. Well, that's yeah. good. So what do you think about uh, people that aren't cut out for this? Do you think that's really a thing? Like, can people, can anybody be trained? Or do you think there's actually people with, like, certain issues that should not be electricians? I, I'm 100% sure anybody can be trained to put in plugs and switches. But they, you can't train someone how to be an actual like electrician besides an installer. I think that's something that's up to the person. You have to want to learn how electricity works and do all this. If you want to be an installer and do plugs and switches, then there's plenty of jobs out there where you're just going to be a worker bee. That's all you're ever going to go. Yeah. So Newfin just put in the podcast chat. Uh, I think someone who is a legit colorblind should probably not be an electrician. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I think that's right. Yes. Or you need yeah, a helper that, can... that you can trust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is um, there one? Is that such a thing? Like a helper that can be I've trusted? I've heard stories. Oh, uh, we're talking about a <laughs> <laughs> You know, be my eyes. You know, is this, is this green or black? Oh, you said it's black. Okay. Well, but I feel like you would still you like there's a gray scale you know i feel yes. like the colors are designed in such a way that maybe like brown and black might be hard but i don't even know when you're colorblind that doesn't necessarily mean you're black and white color right it just means that no. your spectrums from color are are off or you might not be able to identify a color because it blends in with the other colors right yes yeah, yeah. explain to me yes mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know when they do picture, like I watched a movie called I Origins and they were testing bl- uh, mice and they were running uh, like an animation of colors going to the left on the screen and you could tell colored by mice because they just stared straight at the screen and they were like inches in front of the screen. So they just stayed straight. Their eyes didn't move at all because they couldn't differentiate the colors. And then the other mice, their eyes tracked to the left the whole time. They just kept watching, you know, this monster screen in front of their face. So uh, like the, they probably can see some colors or they can see the gradations, but I think there are certain colors, maybe like blues and greens that just look like the exact same color. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got vice concrete. There are three types of color blindness. All right, bro. Copy and paste some wiki stuff in here. Teach, yeah. teach me. Mm-hmm. That's what video games teach me anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I don't care. Your opinion's out the window now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was um, sitting on the edge of my seat. But no, I think, 
Good. I, I think that if you're the kind of person, so I have a friend who he said he wanted to be an electrician. He said he's going to go work on a commercial site, but he's not going to have to, and no experience. He's a brand new helper. He's like, I don't, I'm going to have to pull wire. The IEC said so. I'm like, you're fucking crazy, dude. Like, there's no way you're going to be a day one helper and you're not going to be able, you're going to be able to dictate what you do. That's just not how the industry works. Right. And he was adamant that that's what the school told him. Like, dude, the school just wants you in their, in their system to get numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you how it's like in the real world. Cause he's, he, he's a veteran and his, his feet are all messed up from his deployments and stuff. So he can't be on them all day, every day. And I'm mm -hmm. like, you're not going to be able to be an electrician, dude. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, you're going to be in so much pain, or you're just not going to be able to do to keep up, and that you're going to get you're going to get laid off. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah. they said I was going to be fine. I'm like, that they're, they're lying to you. It you especially as a helper, you have to have the mentality of I'm going to do everything nobody else wants to do because we've all done our time. Yeah. And if yeah, you're not willing, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, even as a master electrician, I'm never on my ass. I'm never sitting on a chair. I'm standing up. Even if there's nothing to do, I'm not, I'm, I'm not just going to sit down. That's never the thing to do. Yeah. Right. We're on our feet all the time. So that's a good point, man. If like, again, it's, it kind of comes to medical issues. The, the most people that I've told that this isn't a good job, uh, thing for them is, is usually because of mobility or medical problems. So let me ask you this, uh, kind of changing gears a little bit, but if, we're, if it's not like a medical situation, um, would you be cut out for this type of work or, or could you cut this? I mean, could you be, uh, um, an electrician if you're not a morning person, you know, or, or are there any electrical careers that start at 11 AM and go, go to seven, eight. <laughs> there probably are. I mean, if you work for a service company and you do an industrial service work or okay. maybe some commercial service work, a lot of businesses aren't open till 10 or 11. So, I mean, yeah. that kind of a thing could exist, especially if they run a lot of, uh, service calls like 24 hour, emergency calls so there might be flexibility and stuff like that but i've never worked for a company nor heard of a company where it's not you know you show up at the shop at 6 15 or 7 whatever the where every company's gonna be a little different but kind of six in the morning ish is when you start your day yes. uh mm -hmm. seven maybe and that's pretty standard and then you got it, an eight it, hour day it, it comes it comes down to how much do you want it because yeah. if you want to be an electrician that's just a sacrifice you're gonna have to make nothing's free Everything yeah. is a compromise and everything. So, I mean, if you're not a morning person, all right. So you have a pot of coffee before you come into the work. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever your coping mechanism is for not being a morning person, like you have to make that, that, that's that choice. Well, I guess the oh, true yeah, test dude. is, I guess, I guess the true test would be if I had a thousand dollars to give you for being here at six o'clock tomorrow morning, could you make it in? Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real, like. How bad, how hungry are you? How, how Shit, tired you give me a cheeseburger and a free coupon and I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> it's in the morning. Nah, dude, you give me an old guy that's been doing this 50 years and he gets there 30 minutes early. I'll be there 30 minutes every day to shoot the shit with him and listen to all of his secrets. Yeah. Seriously, like that's enough for me is just to show up and be able to, to learn. I, but I'm a nerd about this stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I work with tons of people that are terrible, but like getting up in the morning. Like they sleep in constantly. They, when they show up, they're a zombie and they like just seem like they're in a terrible mood and they're not morning people, but they, you know, they show up every day and do it anyways. Cause they like the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you, have to, you have to ask yourself when you, when you go to any job or any trade job, are the sacrifices I have to make going to be worth the, what I'm getting paid and what I'm going to be learning at the job? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so we had a couple other comments in the podcast chat. Uh, most dudes I know, sorry, this is ladder man. Uh, most yeah. dudes I know have, uh, have to wear 20. Wait, I'm sorry. Holy cow. Most dudes I know don't have to wear 20 plus pounds of tools, climb up ladders all day, swing hammers or work on shoddy electrical equipment. Now that's a good point to bring up. Not everybody does the same kind of electrical work. And a lot of right. times if you're doing like commercial service work, you're just getting a bunch of bags of tools and throwing them in a shopping cart and going in and, and, you know, you don't have to wear tool belts, but if you're in like residential new construction, then yeah, you're wearing, uh, you're wearing tool pouches and a hammer swinging behind you. So, mm-hmm. um, I think it's probably a good idea to ask your employer if you're going to ask like a very specific company, what kind of work they do and, um, if there's any issues with you carrying those 20 pounds of tools and maybe going into commercial service work or even residential service work, like you don't have to wear tools. You can bring in a tool bag. That's a just, that's a good point. I mean, resi service. I'll go ahead, Brock. Yeah. But, but then also it's, it's sort of like, you don't want to come into the interview being picky choosy either sounding like you, 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 you know, you have certain preferences. So, you know, it's almost like you're sitting there with the interviewer. You want to say, I'm down for anything. So I'm not going to ask them, you know, do we get dirty? Do we get muddy? Yeah. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the wrong question to ask. You know? you know, you know, one thing that I wish someone told me when I became an electrician, like almost two and a half years ago, I wish they told me about all the digging we had to do. That may have, <laughs> that may have adjusted my attitude a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is down, that. Especially down here in central texas man yeah because it'd be one thing if you were in wisconsin or something where the soil you could dig like 40 foot hole with a spoon but here it sucks <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's not a good time so i think that's one thing you need to keep in mind is everyone's like oh electricians don't do manual labor till they hand you a breaker barn or a shovel and say have fun Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like you have eight hours to dig this 20 foot trench it's only 20 feet and then you get to the rock and you're like oh that's why yeah 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 but see i don't i don't do that stuff by hand anymore unless there's just a situation that might crop up every once in a while where i can't get a piece of equipment in but i i just price out a piece of heavy equipment and if they don't like the price i'm not doing the job i'm just in austin texas where you can get no more than four inches into the soil without hitting a like like solid you know 20 foot thick piece of limestone like you're never going to get through that I don't uh-huh. mess with this soil down here, dude. I get heavy equipment for everything. I get rock saws. I get trenchers. I'll get a backhoe if I need to. It doesn't matter, <laughs> but the customer is going to pay for it. And if they're not, somebody else can do that work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The digging was the, that's the hardest part of the, uh, the of the job. Sometimes uh, attic work in the summer can suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that's first, right. So me, that's, if you have like asthma or some other, uh, other kind of breathing difficulty, that, that hot attic and insulation dust, you're, you're done after five minutes. And 95, yeah. my dude. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Cause we were talking, uh, Rotag and I, I think we're talking like on a different podcast about how hot it gets. Like if it's 110 out, it's 150 in that. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't take that into mind. Like it can kill you, you know? And, no. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I would rather work and dig a trench outside than be up in an attic. Oh yeah, absolutely. At my old company, we used to not be able to be up in attics past eleven o'clock because it, it just became too much of a hazard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you're breathing in asbestos from the you know fifties and sixties. <laughs> uh, what about um, people that get their feelings hurt easily? Nope, can't. No, 
No, you can't do it. You you have to have you have to be able to brush it off, man. Like you, because everyone is just as stressed as you are on a job site. And if a GC's yelling at you, he's got the customers that paid him screaming at him, yeah. and it's all it all rolls downhill. So if you can't take a little bit now, there's a difference between like being like verbally abused and someone raising their voice at you. Yeah, it, I, if I you. Agree. Yeah, if, if someone's just yelling at you because like they're stressed the fuck out, then I mean you just gotta let that roll off. Otherwise, you're either gonna go, go to jail or you're not gonna be able to find a job in electrical. Yeah, well, I guess no, I agree. I, I think there's people that are definitely like assholes, but uh, right. but there's times where your what you're about to do or what you're doing is like destroying things, or you're doing something really unsafe. Right. You know, you just ruined a hundred thousand dollars CNC machine. Like you're going to get screamed at, you know what I mean? Yep. With my helpers, I I made a point not to ever like yell at them when they were first starting out, unless it was like, you're dropping something on my foot or you're about to drop a $400 solar panel. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) then it's like, okay, it's time to raise my voice. But also I am, I come across as a very aggressive person, uh, because of how I'm a, I'm a bit of a big person, so I had to be very careful about how I do that because I've been in the many HR offices about you're too aggressive, man. <laughs> no, yeah. you just sound you sound like a grizzly bear. That's all. It's just your voice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if it, but I, I say it's okay to get your feeling hurts your, your feelings hurt as long as you don't let that affect the rest of your job. I mean, in other words, like if your mother is calling your foreman the next day, that, that that's not acceptable. But, you know, if, it, if you hold it in and let it just, you know, work on you, you know, and nobody knows, perfectly okay. I mean, maybe. Rock, be- was it yeah. you that had this story about the dude's mom who, like, called the site and was like, your work conditions are unacceptable? Oh, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, never live that down ever. <laughs> yeah, so, so he is definitely not cut out for it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I think you do have to take a certain amount of shit, right? It doesn't matter, male, female, old, young. There's kind of this, because of the nature of what we do, we're not in a corporate environment where everybody has to watch their tongue all the time or where Mm -hmm. everybody's feelings are sensitive and have to be considered and you have to care about people's feelings. This ain't like that. Like This is a place where most people are making fun of each other as a way of like camaraderie throughout the day. So like if you're not being talked to and if people aren't making fun of you and giving you shit, they probably don't like you. So it's when people are quiet that they don't like you. It's kind of the opposite of the corporate world. So like, Mm -hmm. um, and and I honestly like, I like that when somebody has got a problem to me that they'll speak up and they'll say something about it and they'll get pissed off and yell and I'll yell back at them. And I'm like, we sort our shit out and then we go on working together and have fun the rest of the day. But it's, you got to have a little bit of grit, I think. And even though we're moving into a society that's much more, you know, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> try, what can I say that's politically correct and that's not going to yeah. get me canceled? Uh, just softer people in general, I think. And um, I think that this is kind of the last vestige being in the trades where there's still like a gruffness. And I think it's necessary, especially since people yeah. are in physical harm or in, you know, dangerous situations constantly. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. One piece of advice, so if you're like 18, 19, 20, somewhere in that age range, and you're coming into the trade, first off, you're making a fantastic decision. I wish I was you. Um, second off, is you're going to be treated like a child because everyone there is 30, 40, 50, 
and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna pick on you they're gonna tease on you but it comes from a good place most of the time so just kind of keep that in mind whenever you're getting in and for your first time getting your feet wet in construction yeah you'll always know where you stand with these people too because they're gonna call a spade a spade right like if they think you're an idiot they're gonna tell you you're an idiot in a corporate environment they're gonna be like hey maybe we should find a job that might be a little bit more appropriate to your personality <laughs> type, you know? Yeah. No, they're going to be like, you're a fucking idiot. You know, yeah, why, why would you do that? Tell and they're going to do it in the most eloquent way possible. And you're just going to be like, huh, damn, I can't even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, then every once in a while, they're going to fuck something up and you're going to see it. And that's your time to pounce, bro. Yes. I love it when like a master electrician that's just been owning on you for so long just fucks something up. It's like, <laughs> yeah. I like you got to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> yeah. And that's totally, totally part of the culture. Like if you're, if your guy messes up something and it's a stupid mistake, like he wired an outlet backwards, you don't let that him live that down until you right. get threatened action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a female electrician I used to work with that is <laughs> Like she doesn't give a fuck about anybody's feelings, dude. Yeah. And it's the funniest shit to see her just, just be cold and callous to people that she doesn't mm-hmm. respect. Because that's yeah. the thing is like, she, you'll have her respect and she'll go to war for you. If you have a hard work ethic and you try to do a good job, like she values quality craftsmanship and, you know, showing up, but people that don't, that are lazy, that are like, you know, whine a lot and complain uh she she just has no respect for him and it's funny as hell because all the rest of us sit back and just laugh at like she won't even be she won't scream or yell or anything it's just Mm -hmm. that like the 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 kind of like nonchalantness at which she she just brushes their existence off it's so fucking cold but it's funny too sometimes Mm-hmm. but that's what i mean it's not even just men so a lot you know if you're a female yeah. electrician you're listening to this it's not just men it's everybody i've had some uh old, like old school female electricians that have just run me to the ground you know Absolutely. just made yeah. me feel fucking like an idiot mm-hmm. and they do phenomenal work you know and you have to respect it and then at, once you get your feet under you and you've been doing this a long time that attitude is going to change because you kind of have to prove yourself to these people because you see tons mm-hmm. of people come in come out they don't last and then you got to train more people and you just get tired of it after a while. So when you finally have somebody that gives a shit and does quality work and like is teachable and wants to learn, like they become the best friend of all of the older people. And then they gain that respect. Yeah. When you have journeymen fighting over you to get in their truck in the shop in the morning, yeah. you've done a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like, you know, you had mentioned women on the, on the, in the workplace. Um, so like we don't have a lot of women in the trades. I mean, they're coming in more and more nowadays. And I think because like a lot of times um, certain conditions and sites are starting to be adapted as far as like, you know, things like um, where you had Angel talking about restrooms um, where now we have like, you know, specialized tools that require as much strength. But, you know, could it still be a situation where we say that most women aren't cut out for this only because they might not have the size or the strength um, or even like the fortitude to do some of what the men do, like, you know, bending, you know, two inch rigid by hand and things like that? No, because I mean, I can't bend four inch rigid with my body either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, can't I like bend to see you try. Yeah. That'd be funny. Yeah. 
No, man, I'm five nine, a buck seventy, maybe. And <laughs> there's no way in hell I can get about an inch and a quarter on a crazy day with the wind helping me. I might be able to hand bend an inch and a half, but I'm probably going to have to have somebody bending it with me. But yeah, I don't think that's anything. There's I I worked with Josh, my son. He's 17, and he worked all summer long with me. He couldn't. There was tons of stuff he couldn't do because he probably weighs like 130, skinny as a leaf. You know, he doesn't have mu- like he's gaining muscle, but he just doesn't have the kind of muscle that like a 50 year old construction man has. So no, there's different there's different sizes of people. Just because you're a woman doesn't mean anything. I I, I think I've, yep. most of the women that I've come across are better, and mm-hmm. because they have to be to, to earn the same amount of respect. Unfortunately, they have to prove everybody wrong. Every new person that they meet, you know what I mean. So yep. most of them work ex- extremely hard. And are extremely knowledgeable, and they have to outwork everybody. And, and and in some instances, you know, some people even argue that they're probably more cut out for it because, um, you know, men and women are different. Where women are probably more detail oriented, so they're going to make sure that like every breaker is labeled. They're going to make sure that um, the stuff's turned off before you start working on it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're gonna work on um, it in a minute. Not taking anything of it. You know. Yeah. Um, we've got a couple of comments. I want to get to a few of these. Grace says, what are the rules to chime in and voice? So really quick, I just want to let you know what she's saying. Like, if you want to come up here and talk with us, you can, we just usually wait till the end of the episode. So I think we're pretty close to licked on this, on everything we wanted to talk about. So we'll, we'll get people up here in a, in a few minutes. So, um, okay. feel free to raise your hand. And then, uh, exactly nowhere says my journeyman said, don't pack your feelings. They are not a tool. <laughs> uh, and, and Zach I, said, uh, if you, you probably aren't cut out for this, if your nails look clean, I think that's, that's pretty true. Yeah. I give my helper a lot of shit. Cause he, uh, he likes to use, he likes to keep his hands soft. I'm like, dude, you're going to regret that, man. Oh it's like, yeah. It's like, you need to get your calluses up so you can do things like stab yourself with a drill and not tear your hand up later in life. Okay, so would you say I'm not cut out for? If you ever saw me, you know, for the first time, and my shirt was pressed, and I had, you know, creases in my pants and everything. And if I so is that with knowing what you do or without knowing, like just without knowing what I do, because that's what I do. Sometimes I'll come to work almost wearing dress clothes and boots. You know, I would I would question how you keep your shit clean, but I mean, like (laughs) power to you. Yeah. (laughs) Like you know, if you if you work a whole eight hour shift and you still come out looking immaculate, you and you got shit done that. That's talent right there, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I have two different kind of sets of clothing. So like if I'm working on a, uh, a new build, I'm out on the lake somewhere, like I, I'm drilling out a house. So I'm getting wood chips all over inside and outside of my clothes. I'm not wearing like nice stuff. I'm also not going to wear like shitty holes all over everything. I always come at a level. I, I, uh, what's the saying? You, uh, you dress how you want to be addressed. That's how I live my life in general. So I always wear something that's like, you know, somewhat like a plain shirt and then like some pants that actually have utility to them, like some cargo shorts and stuff like that. But even if I'm in like a, a service environment, I always go clean and I always try to make sure that I'm not getting grease all over my chest and like, you know, pookie all over my pants. I try to work cleanly as is so like i don't i just have a a different view on that and i think when people watch you working you can see when somebody's just all ass and elbows and doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and they're trying to outwork the fact that they don't have any talent or they're or like all they have is work ethic they don't have any like finesse oh it's crazy yeah the difference yeah 
but you learn that right over time you learn that finesse so we don't have to work so damn hard to get the same amount of work done mm. but um i don't know that's i think people should always it just in general dress the way you want people to address you and i used to dress like a fucking punk because i like wanted that right i was like i know i'm the young person and i i don't go into this place with all these old people i'm gonna be the one that's different i want to stand out um and then i grew up and had a mm. kid <laughs> Yeah, but then also like when you know you watch these commercials on TV for like HVAC companies, electrical companies, you always see that the technician on the commercials always you know very clean, very pressed. You know, maybe at the yeah. start of the day, but not definitely <laughs> not by the end. But but that's that's what the customers always looking for. That's what they're expecting when you show up at the door, even if it's like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, and that's that's when you a little bit of preparedness. You know, you keep a clean shirt in the truck. So yeah. if you if you were outside digging a ditch all day, you can put a clean shirt on. Maybe your pants are ruined, but you know, like you have a clean shirt, you made an effort. Like customers gonna appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Like nobody's showing up to somebody's door that is just filthy and like sweat, just drenched in sweat. The first thought in everybody's mind is like, "You're not coming in my fucking house, dude. I, you're filthy. Come on." So like showing, uh, having an extra shirt, a lot of people here in Texas do that because you're just profusely sweating. But I think, yeah, from a level of professionalism, I think that's a good idea. Just you're always got to bring your best. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So if any of you haven't done this before and you're new to Discord, you can go down and there's a little hand. All right, Grace, what you got? Oh, nothing, man. I, I think I had a point to make um, where you were like uh, just people showing amount of respect for the trades that's a really big thing for me because you get a lot of different temperaments and some are worse than others and i'm pretty sure everybody knows that guy that still thinks he's in vietnam and you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you just gotta kind of learn how to gracefully swim with those kind of sharks and once you learn to do it those, those are the ones that'll be your best damn friend man you know they're just they're going to show up grumpy they're going to yeah. they're going to tell you to go fuck yourself a lot. But that's their way of saying hello. Like even I got to a point like I've been in this trade 10 years. And now I'm like, if you say good morning to me, get out of my face. Like, if you, but if you like, I'm like, that's my guy right there. It's <laughs> 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 growing and, that, and we're good. Yeah, so that's all that's I wanted to say. I think that's true. Like I, you know, at the shop in the morning, when somebody rolls up, the first thing you you say has got to be like, you know, it's got to be some kind of chastising because mm -hmm. it, at the end of the day, it's like, that's how you know you're loved. If people around you are giving yeah. you shit, you know, yeah. but you're right. I've never heard somebody say that. Like the, you, like you got to figure out how to swim with those kind of sharks. Cause there are, man, there's some people that have been doing this so long that they are fucking tired of teaching people. They're tired yeah. of answering the same stupid questions, trying to watch somebody learn righty tighty versus lefty loosey with a screwdriver oh yeah yeah and you ask them a question and they're already like a lifetime of fucking irritated and they love what they do <laughs> but they hate you right now but yeah if you can earn their respect over time i've found you're right dude like those are the people that have all the answers usually they've seen everything they know how to fix something just by looking at 100 yards away at it and not even pulling a tool out so you know, I, I, I want to share a trade secret with you. Now, and I know this is just my personal way of uh, my, my, my stand up comedy. 
All right, let's there, go. There, there's a way that you can piss off senior guys that's been doing this a long time who are ahead of you without being disrespectful. So if you get like a Vietnam guy, and he's just cussing you out. He's just digging into you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You didn't do this right here. Just, just take a minute, look him dead in the eye, and and have like a, a, a just a just a pleasant face on. Just, just look, young man, and call him <laughs> young man. He <laughs> <laughs> wants you. Just keep on going, man. Just every time, just you, you ain't got to cuss at him. Just you know, troll him a little bit. And I bet know. that confusion yeah. is amazing. I'm about yeah. to try that. Oh my god, young oh. man. Young Crazy. man, I'm gonna need you to calm down, young man. You're you're, you're gonna yeah. get me in trouble, and I'm gonna tell you stories about how this has almost gotten me shot in about two months. Actually, just, the younger just, you are, the more you gotta say it. Oh, I'm 24. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Grace, you sound like a dude I used to work with, uh, named Gary. What? How old are you? Um, I've been actually watching you for like the past seven years, so you might have just seen my comments on your YouTube. No, I'm saying I got a buddy who's an electrician that I used to work day in and day out with. And you just like your, your persona and kind of how you carry yourself reminds me a lot of him, but he's, uh, he's like in his fifties, I think like 55 and he looked like he was 30. So just, uh, he's like, he's got that old kind of soul and he's the same way, man. Like anybody's having a, ba a bad day. He just like, he smiles at him and like gives him a little bit of like love back. And it's like, fuck you, man. It just takes the sales out of your wings. Yeah, man. It's great. It's it's so effortless, man. But I'm I'm 37, so I'm I'm not that guy. Well, you sound damn near 60, brother. <laughs> I, I've, I've been doing this long enough, man. You yeah. smoked a few no. cigarettes. No, that's good yeah, wisdom, man. Daddy. I always say that when somebody's giving be an asshole to you, just kill them with smiles. Like, don't let them fuck your your day up, and don't let them change who you are. Just keep being you, man. And eventually, oh, easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Thank you. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. Again, if you um, if you want to actually be present for these things and raise your hand and come up here and talk with us, definitely join our Discord server. Uh, join our Discord server anyways, because there's a ton of electricians in here. Most of them don't know what they're talking about. So uh, maybe, maybe it's not a good place to come. No, dude, we're all great people. Uh, it's a good community. Uh, we try not to sit and like rip on each other. We try to groom a good audience, like a good, you know, community of people that actually give a shit and want to help each other out. Um, it's a good way throughout the day. If you're running into problems on a job site and you're like, I don't know what this thing is, post a picture of it. And you got a bunch of us here that can help you out. So come join the community. Love you, crazy fuckers. See you in the next one.